welcome to MindShift, where we explore how mindsets can help you live a life of passion and purpose. On this show, we'll explore how our thoughts, attitudes, and beliefs shape our outlook on life and influence our decisions. We'll talk to experts from various fields and hear from individuals who have transformed their lives by adopting new mindsets. Whether you're feeling stuck, searching for life's purpose, or simply curious about the power of the mind and how it's changing the future, this podcast is for you. So sit back, relax, and let's dive in. Hello and welcome to MindShift. If you haven't done so already, please hit that subscribe button and follow along for some tools and tips on how to become your best self. Today, I have a super fun, super exciting and insightful guest today, Lena Hops. Lena has been working on building a community. She's been working on teaching other people mindfulness and really how this has helped her just level up in life, level up her health and really level up her mind and just who she is as a, as a human and really um, discovered her passion as a result of these these cold plunges in this community and really teaching other people mindfulness and how to be present right now to be able to calm our nervous system. So Lena, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm very excited. It's always funny to hear your own introduction from someone else. <laughs> <laughs> it really Thank is, you. right? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited for this conversation, uh, mostly because I'm, I'm doing a lot of that same stuff. I've been, uh, you know, doing cold plunges, ice baths, the Wim Hof breathing, meditations for, for such a long time. And I've seen like personally how it just upgrades our health so much. So this will be uh, really, really fun. Um, let's start right at the beginning with you. So I know that um, when you weren't doing this, so you now live over in the UK, over in Wales, you started over in Germany, right? And, uh, And decided to leave that life. So what was going on with you when you were in Germany? And what really uh, pushed you to kind of try something else to kind of get out of uh, out of that mindset out of that life and uh, what did you discover along the way so I think I only realized in the last two years what I was doing and that I was actually probably unconsciously seeking for like a change um, but what well, you said start at the beginning right here we are <laughs> very beginning um, so I think all my life I was thinking who am I to like you know like I've got nothing to tell I've got a very ordinary boring life I go to work and then I go home and then I go sleep and then I go to work again um it's nothing really exciting happened ever which was not a bad thing but it's just you know I remember once very very clearly and vividly when someone I think it was on a tv show or something someone said oh what was your favorite thing in the last three months um and they were like oh I don't know where to start and I was like I don't even know what my favorite thing of the last year was and I was like fuck I really I really don't have anything interesting to you know to like tell um and that was just the theme for my life I think it was like yeah it's all right I go to work you know I've got some savings because I'm really good at it I'm not doing a lot so I'm not spending a lot of money it's all right um kind of you know doing the things you're supposed to do um until this quote or whatever it was tv series I can't remember and I was like oh my god I really don't have anything to tell what am I doing um and it was yeah it was a bit weird to like kind of reflect on that and see 
don't actually know what to say because if, if, some, if someone came up to me and said so tell me about yourself I was like I hate this question I really don't know what to say I go to work and then I go home like there's nothing to tell so um that was kind of the theme for my life I think and um then I had all my life I had a few health struggles I'm asthmatic which I haven't dealt with for years now which is fine but um especially as a kid I was I've been dealing with eczema a lot um which it's back now at the moment because I'm going through a lot of emotional uh things that I'm working through which is a good thing but um for a very long time I had it really really badly um which was kind of the first that was the first time in my, my life where I was like right something has to change because this is not working my body is literally screaming screaming at me do something and I didn't you know didn't know what to do and especially when you're not used to the mindset of I can change that I just thought I'm a victim to my skin my skin is shit I can't do anything about it this is just horrible and um it got so bad I ended up in a skin clinic um which I kind of put myself into which was great because um it was holistic they didn't work with any steroids so they actually looked for what's the reason here what's going on why why are you dealing with this and also I was the I, I was under a lot of people who had the exact same problem everyone was dealing with their skin everyone knew what I felt like felt like I looked like a monster I had social anxiety because I didn't want to I didn't want anyone to see me anymore because it was like now it was my neck but it was way worse it was my face it was all the you know all the body parts that people can see straight away when they talk to me and I just didn't want to be around any people I remember one Christmas where I literally didn't want to go see my family because I couldn't I couldn't even imagine sitting at a table with like 10 people I was like they're all going to look at me and that was my closest family um, so you can imagine what going out into the world felt like um, and going to work and having to deal with customers. Um, so yeah, was, absolutely. absolutely. But uh, I'm, I'm curious. So like I, of course, um, I, I believe when, last time we talked that, uh, you know, I used to have rosacea and I used to suffer from that. And yeah. it's so true. Like I it looked like I had a third degree sunburn on my face yeah. constantly and going out. I mean, let alone like, I mean, it was painful, it hurt and, you know, all of that stuff. And this constant reminder of like, man, what's going on? And I would go to work and I had friends that would even say like, Cody, are you okay? You're like, your face looks really, really bad. I'm like, yeah, I know. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for <laughs> reminding me of that. I know. Uh, what did they find though? Um, were the underlying issues when you went to that clinic and they were kind of diving deep into, into maybe your blood work and what was going on with you? Mm -hmm. So um, there were a few food tolerances that I hadn't nailed down yet. Um, actually, before that, though, before I went to the skin clinic, I tried everything. I was like, I'm going vegan and sugar free. Boom. <laughs> From now on, it was like three days before Christmas. Really, blood, really hard, um, really hard decision to make. But um, actually, in those two weeks um, where I was off work and I started call vegan sugar free from now on, my whole skin cleared within a week and um I think at, at this point I'd been suffering with it from it for like seven months so I knew diet could change it could make a positive difference the problem was two weeks later I go back into work everything came back and worse and then I was like right I'm going to this clinic um so there were a few a few food intolerances there were a few um you know I was lacking vitamin d and all of that stuff so like pretty easy to fix things um which 
was great that I just w- had the, pos- the the chance to find all of that stuff out. Um, but unfortunately, um, the things that are not as easy to solve, obviously mental stress, not feeling like I'm in charge of my life. Um, I felt like I was, as I said, who am I? I've got nothing to tell what's going on in my life. I don't really know. Everything's boring. Da, 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 da. Um, I was in a relationship which didn't really work because I didn't know how to communicate what I needed. So obviously he had no idea what I needed because I had no idea what I needed and how to communicate it. So the relationship wasn't what I needed. Um, and as a result of that, also not what he needed at all, because who wants? Oh, it's not. It's just not n- nice or easy to be with a partner who can't put themselves first as well. Um, so it was just the combination of all of that stuff where that was going on in my life that made me feel powerless and just like I was just supposed to go along with whatever comes up, and I didn't have a say. Um, and it was in that clinic that I really had learned to take myself away from everything because suddenly I was on my own in this clinic I didn't have to go to work obviously there were other people but I really had the time to concentrate on myself and that was the first time probably ever and I want to say in years and years that I got a chance to check in with myself without putting anyone else first and I was really there thinking oh like what do I want life to look like when I'm going out of here? Because I'm not here forever. I'm in this clinic now. This is kind of my, I'm retreating from everything. What I, I don't want to go back to normal life because then if I don't change anything, nothing will change, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that was really the start point where I then got into mindfulness because um, they had, they offered mindfulness exercises, which was lovely and I had never done anything like it before I had done some yoga and stuff but you know it's not like conscious breathing and connecting with your body and I was like oh that's kind of cool I feel like I'm you know I've got so much time for myself let's go and do that um so I took part in the first uh, mindfulness session um it was an autogenic training session so like conscious um breathing and relaxing and I remember that so I didn't sleep at all because my skin was so painful I, I bet you you know that feeling when you're just in constant discomfort and pain and um my eczema feels really hot so I slept with like ice packs and everything like it's crazy um so I didn't sleep I had insomnia for like half a year and didn't sleep more than 15 minutes until I woke up again because I needed a new ice pack or whatever and then I go into the session and she goes you know puts the music on very relaxing music as you can it's like you know the norm for meditation and mindfulness sessions and stuff and then she goes um what was it I think relax your whole body and then she was con she told us or guided us to concentrate on one uh, limb at a time so I remember uh, making a fist and like she was like squeeze your fist and I did that and she was like and then let go and see how that feels and I was like whoa that's nice and then I don't remember anything but her waking me up 45 minutes later <laughs> and she was just like shaking me like touching my shoulder and was like it's time to wake up lovely I was like what do you mean wake up she's like you slept for 45 minutes and I was like I can't remember the last time I did that (laughs) it was I was like I only I was like how did that happen and she was like well you you relaxed you concentrated on relaxing and I was like well does that mean I'm in charge (laughs) like you know what I mean I was like so I get to say if I sleep or not in a really 
big way of saying that but I, I literally felt like oh I'm in power now I can decide if I don't if I sleep or I don't and obviously, obviously you can't always do that but um it really gave me a sense of um I can I get to choose I get to say what's happening and it gave me my power back what that that's how it felt and that I really needed that um to realize um it's on me and if I make the conscious effort to achieve something it's going to work because I can work for it um and that was the first time I got into mindfulness and I was like okay cool where can where can we take this because this is that just gave me a whole new perspective and like way to to work with it um after feeling completely powerless um yeah yeah absolutely at that time did meditating while going to sleep help you um sleep better because I like I know for me I used to be um a very light sleeper like I, I woke up I would toss and turn and all kinds of different things and as I got into meditation and as I was uh, specifically using it to get to sleep and then slowly adding more and more things to get better uh, quality sleep I found that I could all of a sudden fall asleep faster, fall asleep better and, and usually stay asleep a lot longer. Is that like what you started implementing to start being able to get that full like recovery sleep? Yeah, what I really realized is that, um, so I had a long conversation with her afterwards after the session and I was like, I was like, explain to me why, why does that work? Can you like tell me how can I recreate this? And she said, as long as you make the conscious effort to focus on something it doesn't have to be your body it doesn't have to because I was like I don't really want to concentrate on my body and she was like because I feel trapped in it and she was like fair enough find something else to concentrate on so I actually had I think it's it's these headphones I had these headphones with me in the clinic and I had a um my very old phone but I had loads of old mp3s on it and I just started listening to music but not just listening to music but actually really listening to every single instrument that I could hear I'm not I'm not a musical person whatsoever I can't play any instruments I can't read any music but just deciding that this is what I'm giving all my attention to now completely took my mind off I'm itchy my skin hurts whatsoever um and I started yeah falling asleep with my headphones in every single day um because yeah, it wasn't the guided meditation as such yet. That's coming later in the story. But um, yeah, I really started finding my own mindfulness practice, which worked in that moment or in that stage of my life. Um, and yeah, now the Beatles will always remind me of the clinic that I was in, but I kind of feel like it's worth it <laughs> because that's what I was listening to most of the time. Um, but yeah, so I really started implementing my personal mindfulness or my first personal mindfulness practice in that stage that's that's awesome and and so incredibly powerful once we start yeah. feeling the shift then it's uh, it's just so empowering or at least it was to me when I really like finally started meditating finally getting it finally being like oh this is what it's like to calm my mind like this is this is incredible um so was this still in Germany that you were going to the clinic yeah. okay that was in about 2018 and then I went home eventually broke up with my boyfriend because it didn't work um changed no I didn't change jobs actually I stayed in the same um company but I moved closer to there um so that my working and uh, my commute wasn't that long anymore I was driving like an hour and a bit every day like twice so um I moved closer to work um I 
my ex actually worked with us as well so he quit um so I had a complete new work environment kind of because obviously he left so I got to kind of create my own little team again and work and um yeah I did a lot of changes as a result of being in that clinic and realizing actually I'm not living life as I wanted to, I want to live it um which was good and I feel like that was the first step into me deciding I'm taking on my life and I'm choosing what's happening now um I'm putting myself first and not living out of or after anyone's expectations um so that was 2019 and then that was yeah end of 2019 I think I moved out was living closer to work great 10 minute foot walk to work it was lovely um it was really easy um I, I live very rural it was it was beautiful um there was not a lot around um the next supermarket or even petrol station were like 25 minutes by car but <laughs> I was living next to the woods so that was lovely and work was just there so it was actually quite lovely um until we went into lockdown suddenly uh, in beginning of 2020 and no one actually had an idea what the what was going on in the world um it was weird I was on my own in that tiny village that I've just described um my family was five hours away because I lived in Bavaria at that point um, and I'm from the western part of Germany so I was pretty lonely um I was lucky enough that I got to go to work at least half time I think at some point we I, I was never completely off work which was I think one of the things that kept me sane actually to be able to just go somewhere else even though I was completely alone at work no one else was there um, because my bosses were stuck in Sweden in their holiday home um, and I didn't have another co-worker so it was just me and work but at least I got to go into a different house and not just stayed in my little flat that was um, yeah that was a good thing and then of course I went walking every single day because I lived next to the woods and what else would I do because um, yeah four hours of work a day and then I'm literally home within five minutes and then I was at home and I was like right and now it's 12 o'clock what do I do for the rest of the day <laughs> so I just went walking um especially in the first weeks I remember being like not scared like in a oh my god life is ending way but I was really unsettled and just thought like how long is this gonna be because I'm on my own I never planned to stay here for a long time and now I can't go see my family who I usually see like once or twice a month and I just thought I can't I, I, I don't want to be stuck again I, I started feeling stuck again I think um after and that was really frustrating because I felt like cool I've taken on my life I've moved to a different you know I've got my own little flat very close to work and all of that stuff and then I'm stuck again because I can't go anywhere and I was like oh this is kind of reoccurring here I don't want to do this again um so I started getting into self-development because what else would you do <laughs> listening to a lot of podcasts uh, about mindfulness about taking on your life about changing mindsets um so I kind of like the idea that anyone who's in a similar situation right now is listening to this or your podcast and thinking no I can do this um and if anyone's thinking that's yes you can <laughs> um because I did it somehow and um I think the biggest thing was just just being curious and take another step, take another step, because there's no point in just resigning because you've got this one life, right? So you might as well make the most out of it. 
and that's a little bit how I felt then in in Bavaria in March April 2020 when there you could go nowhere um at least the weather was lush that was great (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah I was literally walking through the woods listening to podcasts and I was like cool how can I make the most out of this situation because I'm on my own I don't have to look after anyone which is also kind of nice so let's make the most out of it um and I did and somehow you know I did a lot of exercise oh my god I've never been so fit in my life um gone now it's I'm not like that anymore but you know it was lovely (laughs) gave me something to do um yeah and a lot of just um yeah work on myself and really getting a clearer idea of what do I want from my life um and then I also was in a long distance relationship with someone from Wales and then I was like you know what why am I stuck in a long distance let's just go and see what happens um and I plan to move to be an au pair which is kind of like a live-in nanny because it's the easiest way to get into in in Europe anyway it was the easiest way well before Brexit to get to the UK see if it works you know and there was no obligations if I if I didn't if I didn't get along with him if I didn't like it it was the easiest to just go okay bye I'm going back home because I could have always gone back to my parents um and I didn't have to find a flat here because I lived with a family so it was really an easy decision to choose because I was like do you know what I've never done anything like it let's just see what happens so I planned to go to Wales for a year um and I moved in the three week period in August where there were no travel restrictions because you know they tried to fool us into oh yeah it's over now you're fine now I was like cool let's go to Wales COVID is over uh (laughs) um <clears throat> so I did that obviously we all know how that story ends um but yeah I I moved to Wales for for literally no reason rather than let's see what happens um because I didn't want to do long distance and I was like don't kind of want to give up on it but also don't want to do it for no reason so let's go there see what happens um and just make some memories live with a family in Wales why not um family was lush absolutely loved them um still in contact with them now three three years down the line two and a half years down the line I'm literally living 10 minutes up the road from them um I've seen them last week um went over for dinner on Sunday like it's just I've really made connections so I moved and I was like cool I'm happy with this family um I can live here for a year that's lovely and I looked after the two-year-old while the other well his other siblings were in school and nursery and his parents were working um and I started to feel really like home really quickly and I made some lovely friends who were just 10 minutes up the road um two of them also were au pairs so they literally arrived in the same month as me from Holland and Austria and we kind of really bonded because we both ended up somehow in this random town in the south of Wales and we're like cool this is life now for you (laughs) what's this gonna be like um and I really yeah I really started feeling like home and like I belonged here which I've never really felt um before in my life I don't think ever to be honest um absolutely incredible and it's really beautiful how it all started with um you know I'm gonna work on myself even though I'm locked down you know I'm I'm stuck I'm isolated 
at least I can walk, at least I can listen to podcasts. And and for me too, that's uh, exactly where it started was just listening to podcasts and surrounding myself with the information that's going to actually feed us. You know, and one of my superheroes, Tony Robbins says, uh, where focus goes, energy flows, right? And so I know for me at a different time in my life, when I was focusing on the problem, when I was focusing on, you know, the rosacea or the being obese or just like the things that you're like kind of beating yourself up over doesn't actually help in any way, right? It just like completely makes you feel like shit. And you're just like, oh man, I, I could be so much better, but I'm not. But then as soon as you like start listening to people that have done incredible things and are like giving little tips of how to better ourselves, then it really does motivate us to, uh, to take action, to start, you know, doing more and just being like, well, maybe I can actually do something out of this. And so that is absolutely incredible, especially in the middle of the pandemic. And, uh, <laughs> and even though they're like, yeah, it's over. Oh, just kidding. You know, yeah. Oh God, <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and moving over to Wales to, uh, to just completely change, you know, um, another one of my favorite quotes is if you want something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. Yeah. And, uh, and that's exactly what, what you did. And so what, what started happening after you moved to Wales, making these friends and, uh, and started building this, this little group of friends did, is this a friends that would slowly turn into like this giant community for you? um a little partly yes um one thing though that I needed to say just because you said quotes then um when I was stuck in Germany in lockdown and I was doing all that self-development stuff and I heard I, I read um I saw a quote saying don't put the key to your happiness into someone else's pocket and I was like oh my god this is what I've done all my life everyone had the key to my happiness but me and that really was like a switch in my brain. And I was like, right, I want a tattoo. And I, I never really wanted one. And I was like, no, I need the key to my happiness. And now I've got it here and it can't go anywhere. So um, I, I love it. That's amazing. It's harder to add that when you said quotes, I was literally like, it's, it's simple things like that, where I was like, no, hang on. It's really on me. I've just given other people the permission to make me happy or not. Um. So yeah, sorry. I needed to add that. Um. But yeah when I yeah I moved I moved here and I started getting oh sorry there's a fly <laughs> um and I started getting close with people and just like you know slowly finding my way around and like my hometown is quite a similar size of um, the town that I live in now but now when I walked anywhere I always bumped into someone who I had seen before and like recognized and we started saying hi and I was like this is so nice I always get to see the same people and it's really lovely um and then for some reason, um, well, the first, obviously the first few months, it was summer, it was amazing. You know, the weather was great. I, I We were really lucky. I was exploring with those friends um, and we were just, you know, really making connections and getting to know the place, uh, getting to know the place. And yeah, we were just loving life. And then um, December, Christmas, lockdown <laughs> again. <laughs> And I was like, oh, no, not again. But it's fine. I did this before, you know. This time, though, the weather was really crap. And I couldn't go out, really, because we were soaked all the time. Um, and I had a two-year-old to look after at the same time, which was hard because um, he had two siblings who then weren't in school, but also at home. So I was home with a two-year-old, a four-year-old, and a six-year-old. And I was like, 
how did I end up in this situation now what what's going on um and it was really draining because I'm a person I need to spend time outside I need to see other people um I'm I'm extrovert and I recharge when I'm with friends and we obviously didn't get the chance to do that because you couldn't go to people's homes obviously but now the weather was so bad we also couldn't really hang out outside so it was like oh, I'm always with the kids and the kids are grumpy because they don't want to be with me they want to be with their friends um and then I'm trying to homeschool them god that was interesting um we did it we did it somehow you know you make things work but it was really really draining and I just I remember in February at some point I was like nope I can't do this anymore um bear in mind in this time I was still with my boyfriend at that point as well which was tricky um I mean we at least we were able to see each other because he was living alone so we were kind of allowed to bubble up with each other like a support bubble I don't know what the rules were in America but um, if you were living alone you were allowed to see one other person so that you're not lonely so we were able to see each other but it was just I, I started realizing because I'd found so many friends and so much to do over the summer I realized what I needed and it was just not that this relationship it just didn't work and um, me dragging it out because I didn't want to hurt people you know and didn't want to um yeah be the bad one but then at some point I was like no what have you learned you need to decide no one else is going to do it for you and I was like right it doesn't work for me so let's just end this because there's no reason no point in pretending it works you know if it doesn't so we broke up um and then I was like right new start focus on work but work was really tricky I was like right focus on myself what do I need to do to feel better because then I can be with the kids in a better way and they will be better with me um so for some reason I decided <laughs> the logical um thing to do would be going in the sea because why not <laughs> um and I'd read a lot about Wim Hof obviously I've done his breathing it's brilliant um actually so many like realizations in those sessions that came out for me um and it was just brilliant and I watched pretty much every YouTube video you could find about Wim Hof. Um, got got really obsessed with him for a bit. <laughs> and then decided, you know, I live by the sea. I'll walk down to the seafront 10 minutes and then I'll go in the water. And it was February and it was like minus one degree. It was really windy. And it was just, I mean, Britain in winter, you know, shit weather. And then um, I got two of my friends to say, okay, we'll do it with you. I was like, brilliant, because I don't want to drown by myself. I'll go with you guys. Um so we went in the sea and it was really rough that day it was really really windy um but we did it <clears throat> and obviously for weeks I'd felt really quite shit it was February and we'd been in lockdown since December we were allowed to see each other outside again but the weather was just not it so I went into the sea I was just in a bikini and I think I had some flip-flops on that I lost at some point because it was so wavy but I I went in the sea and I was like whoa I'm awake I was like I've got I feel energy that I hadn't felt in like since August probably since summer I was like I feel like myself I feel so motivated and I was literally jumping up and down not because it, also because it was cold but mainly to like I felt like I needed to like get rid of or do something with this energy that I suddenly felt I literally was jumping up and down and I was like screaming in the waves I was loving it um, I was only in for like 30 seconds or a minute or whatever it wasn't it really wasn't long because I wasn't used to the cold I was actually always the person who hated the cold um 
but I did it and the adrenaline was so high I didn't feel the cold I walked out and I was like I'm absolutely fine my hands are cold but I'm absolutely fine and I was I was buzzing all day and I was like this is amazing um so we got out we got dressed and I said to my friends I was like let's do that again tomorrow and they were like uh no thanks and I was like what do you mean and they're like no that was horrendous I don't want to do that again and I was like how do you get such a different experience out of that um fair enough they were like nope too cold and I was like oh no now I have to find someone else because it's kind of sketchy by yourself it, you know people do it but I was like nah I kind of want to be able to go back to my house family they need me <laughs> <laughs> um so um I was like well I'll find someone I I want to go in the sea like every day now because I feel awesome and I want to do that in the morning and I want to then go home with that energy and then bring that energy to the kids because if I go home like that they'll match my energy and they'll have a good time and we'll have a good time so I was like I need to do this I need to do something you know um something in the morning to like keep me in get me energized and I loved it and I went in the middle of the esplanade there was a friend of mine um he's got a little bike with a box on it and he sells coffee and cookies out of it um and he was there to encourage people to watch the sunrise which you couldn't see that day because it was gray and rainy but he was there anyway and I went in the middle and to you know to get a coffee warm up and I was like I've just been in the sea he was like oh amazing and then someone else comes from the other side and Peter the guy with the coffee uh, with the coffee he said oh Grant's Grant's also just been in the sea on the other side of the esplanade I was literally on the left side and he was on the right side and I was like um do you go every day and he was like yeah he started like four weeks before me um as a level up from dry January he was like dry January isn't enough I need to do do more mm -hmm. so he went in the sea as a challenge for himself every day of January but then it was Feb and he was still going and I was like can I join you because my friends don't kind of want to go again but I really loved it and he was like yeah sure um and that was it so Grant and I went in the sea the next day and a few days later someone else saw us and was like what are you doing and we were like well we're going in the sea it's awesome so he joined us <laughs> um and then end of Feb we started a whatsapp group with the three of us um called the dawn stalkers um because we were stalking the dawn and now there's like 390 people in the whatsapp group <laughs> That's so amazing. I love and, I and it's really just the shared passion of yeah. let's go in this cold ocean and let's go be present because like I know, I know, you know, but for anybody listening that doesn't know if you haven't done cold plunges, it is, I mean, it's a test for sure. It's, it's oh, yeah. not easy. But when you're in that cold you have no choice but to be present. Like you yeah. have to be present. You There's... can't not be there. Exactly. You can't not be there. Yeah. And, and like you, I was the same way. Like I, I did not like the cold, you know, I was like, no, I'm not going to take a cold shower. That sounds terrible. People I'm going to just be warm and, you know, be in my comfort zone. And, and it was very similar for me is finding people that's actually willing to do ice baths and cold plunges. Now I didn't live in a place with horrible weather. It was St. George, Utah, which, you know, we have amazing weather the majority of the year there. And so for us, it was literally filling up a tub with ice and putting our hose in it and like just getting in this freezing cold water. Um, and that led to even like they had new year's cold plunges. So like the lakes would get, you know, down to like 40 degrees or whatever. So they'd be still pretty, pretty cold. And so we do like these new year's cold plunges with a group of people and 
every single time going and just kind of sharing that moment with people, there's this just this sense of community when you have a group of people willing to do this, willing to push themselves, willing to be like, you know, I think I can stay a little longer than I have before. And, and just all of it makes it just, it's empowering and it makes you feel like you're a part of something bigger. And that's, what's so beautiful about it all. Um, and that's really amazing. I love the name too, the Don Stockers. That's that's absolutely <laughs> yeah. wonderful. Um, that was that was actually Grant's wife. I think he said he came home at some point in the summer. Um, he came home at like six thirty or something. I think he left really ridiculously early in the morning, and she kind of saw him and was like, "What the fuck is this time?" And he was like, "Oh, you you don't stalk." And he was like, "Oh, I like that. I'll keep that." <laughs> That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. So, so you built this huge uh, community. Is this where the the retreat started too? Were the retreats kind of a part of this community of going into the ocean and stalking the dawn and just getting out there very first thing to to experience both the sunrise and really that surge of energy that happens when the cold pours over you? Kinda, yeah. So it certainly was the inspiration for it because um. So Dawnstalkers is the reason why I'm still here, because I was planning to stay in Wales for a year and then go home and move back to my family. Um, and I found a new family. <laughs> um, my family back home is still my family, but I just suddenly felt this connection to the place, not just the people that I'm with, but also the place that I'm in. I'm 10 minutes from the seafront. I love being here. I've got everything I need. Um, I'm in Cardiff, which is the capital of Wales. Um, within 10 minutes on the train like I really have everything and I've got so many friends really like 10 minutes five minutes down the road and I've never had that before so um, that was one of the reasons and then of course I can't leave my dawn stalkers now I can't like it would have been just wrong to say okay I kind of started and co-founded this and now I'm going back home for what like um, so yeah I knew I was going to stay and um, that decision was really easy to make. And I think it was pretty quick as well. I remember when I talked on my phone, uh, on the phone to my mum, and I said, um, you know, I'm not I'm not coming back home. And she went, yeah, I know. <laughs> so I was like, oh, OK, good. Um, so that was pretty obvious, apparently, from the outside perspective as well. Um, but yeah, and then my au pair job came to an end slowly because obviously um they needed me for a year I did one and a half years eventually because they um needed someone for the last few months before the smallest one went to nursery um so I stayed with them for one and a half years until beginning of last year 22 yeah exactly so um and then I was like I kind of need to earn some money because I want to stay here um and I need to pay rent and what do I do and I was very certain I don't want to go back into a nine to five because everything I've been able to incorporate into my life was being there for myself, doing the things that I love and really living after my needs. And I was like, I don't want to take a big chunk of time out of my day just to be there for someone else and do something for someone else. I was like, that does not align anymore. I want to do something for me. What do, what can I do? And um I've got a lot of friends who are self-employed and Grant um through Grant I met Alex who's now my coach um I've been working with her for a while she's a business and life coach kind of I mean everything's combined anyway isn't it so like really if you're working on your business you're working on your life because you know 
Um, but so I've started working with her and she's really been the person who um, just helped me make it possible, I guess. Um, just helping me to believe in I can do this because all my life I said I'll never be self-employed. I'm self-employed now. Um, I also said I would never move abroad. I live abroad. So um, <laughs> um, and she really was the person who was like, no you can do it how are we how you know what do you want to do how are we going to achieve this and she's been there for me for a long time now um I met her in the sea of course and um <laughs> yeah really being with people who all believe in whatever you want to do you can achieve it somehow you'll make it work and that really was like okay I'm not on my own now I've got so many people who believe in me I can do it I like I can totally do it and it's really this accountability of other people and also being able to fall back on someone and go oh my god I've got a really shit day I don't believe anything's happening I don't think this is going to work and then them going look you've already achieved this and this and this and this why would you not do the next step it's all good um so that's amazing and yeah I realized I love being outside I love helping people as you said when you're with especially when you're going in the in the cold with someone it's those like five minutes of real connection there's nothing else you're just with this person and in the cold water and that's it and I love that um the more and more people joined us in um in the sea I was always the one that kind of just took the new people under her wing and like went in the water with them because I just love it so much it comes really natural to me and I taught them how to breathe and how to make how to make it the easiest for them but also like you know just being present with them and I love doing that and I was like I can do that I can I can just do that um, for a living you know I can just take people out and help them to take a break because I know exactly what it feels like not to have a break and not listening to your body um, because my body was screaming with me with eczema other people other bodies go burnt out or you know back pain headache whatever migraines like all of that stuff everyone's got their own version of that and I was just like let's see let's see how that works because I moved that was quite a big step it worked out brilliantly let's see what self self-employment has for me so um yeah I put together an idea of you know my retreat um a full day out in nature where you don't have to res be responsible for anyone else but yourself so I was like let's see how that works putting that together a full day of hiking um there's a lake obviously where we get into it's colder than the sea so that works really well um, I guide mindfulness exercises in the mountains and yeah my my goal is really to give people that break that we don't really take for ourselves um, yeah so Donsuk is definitely was the the inspiration to do it and I met the people who helped me to do it through that community as well and then I've started my own business which is called Get Out because we don't do that enough <laughs> I love it. It's absolutely incredible what what you've done and how you really shifted from this kind of isolated, lonely, kind of, you know, boring nine to five, just going to do what society's always told me to do type of life to like this life of empowerment and like, oh, maybe I don't have that like experience asthma or eczema or some of these things that I've been told that it's just part of life now. And, and what happens if I do like, let's, let's challenge this belief. Let's move abroad. Let's, you know, see what happens on the other side of things. And one thing I want to mention that I just, I, I absolutely love because I talk about it on this podcast all the time, which is just who you surround yourself with is who you become. You know, it is one of the 
most incredible and challenging shifts we'll ever make. But when we realize that we are the sum of the five people that we spend the most time with, then we really ought to look at the people surrounding ourselves and just ask ourselves some simple questions of like, are, are these guys empowering me? Are these guys helping me? Are these guys really trying to challenge me to do better in my life? Or is it a little bit of the opposite? Are they maybe holding me down? Do they not see much for themselves, let alone anybody else in their life? Because if you can't see anything more, then it's really, really hard to you know, see anybody else achieving their dreams because you already gave up on yours. And, and this is one of the big shifts for me as well. When I started you know, walking with my mentor, you know, I was obese at 340 pounds. I had all kinds of stuff going on. And... I started, there was this one lady who she's this, you know, 62 year old woman who is just incredible with everything she's done. But uh, even like trying to ask her if she wanted to uh, mentor me or coach me or help me in some way and was so incredibly terrifying for me. And the funny thing about that too, is when I actually finally did, she told me no. <laughs> and it was just it was just simply because I wasn't ready yet but yeah. she did tell me if you want to show up at you know five o'clock in the morning on Friday mornings to go for walks then I'd love to go for a walk and talk with you and that was when I said to myself okay let's do this like if, if I'm actually going to change let's do something I've never done mm -hmm. and and that's where it all started with me but I think it's just so beautiful that um, you literally just surrounded yourself with this group of people and as a result started growing so what are some of these mindfulness techniques that you uh, lead people through as you're like going through the hikes and going up to the lake with them um, like do you take like multiple stops and like lead them through a meditation or what uh, what are some of those like specific techniques that you help people learn to be present with whatever they're doing so probably the this is not all I do but it's the easiest thing for me to do also the most impactful thing for, for people to do is the 10 minutes of silence I literally find a nice spot we sit down and then we shut the fuck up for 10 minutes it's amazing because I don't have to do anything for starters I get to actually just be as well for 10 minutes which is lovely because you know we're picture a mountain beautiful views we're sitting on the on the top and we're just having you know we can it's just you can look so far and there's so much of nothingness and you just really want to be able to take it in so I sat people down and I go cool and now we're going to enjoy being here for 10 minutes and they're like what do you mean I was like well you know we're just going to be quiet for 10 minutes and they're like oh no because lots of people hate being quiet um, because it's, it can be really uncomfortable, you know, for people who feel like they have to fill fill the space um, or who find quietness or silence uncomfortable themselves. Um, but I invite them to, you know, find something to focus on. Look at everything you don't really get to look at. Like even if it's you're sitting on the grass, really look at the grass. It's got so many tiny little things that you really don't notice and we just stomp around and walk over it um um I had one of the girls just um watching the clouds for 10 minutes she was like oh you know afterwards we were like what 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 did you focus on and she was like well there was a bunny and there was this and there was I was like where and she's like well in the clouds I was like oh okay yeah fine <laughs> I was like I did not see a bunny <laughs> um but yeah so really getting people to just be for 10 minutes is the easiest way for me to help people to get present 
um obviously because I don't really have to prepare anything but I do a lot of like little meditations like a body scan um I'm currently writing scripts as well for like every emotion or for everything that you need I'm writing um meditation scripts so I've got um it's going to be called I need this so I need you know when you go oh, I really need some love today you click on love you get love from my meditation so I've done a hug meditation the other day so um yeah I've got loads of different things um depending what the group is like and what everyone's feeling like and um, I can tap into different like meditations that I guide um otherwise easy um breathing techniques you know box breathing um or mindfulness um techniques the the five senses techniques where you focus on five things you can see four things you can hear da, 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 da. and like really little things that people can take into everyday life and then I want yeah because I want them to go home and be able to say oh I feel really stressed stressed right now I have to do a presentation in five minutes and I really can't deal with it and then I want them to go oh actually if I just do this breathing or whatever that I've learned in the mountains then I'll be fine and really like calming themselves down a little bit and um yeah that's just sort of things that I'm doing um with them in the mountains I absolutely love it and and it's so incredibly powerful it's um one of the things that I've been teaching people as well especially to be present is that that breath work and it instantly gets us out of beta brain space or that fight or flight brain space that we're just in constantly and when we finally get out of it, then we have access to this, this deeper knowledge, this deeper intuition. I mean, literally the, the blood flow that is being diverted from our brain is now able to get up there because now we're not preparing to fight or run from the imaginary tiger that now doesn't exist in our day-to-day -day world. And so I absolutely think it's amazing what you're doing. Thank you. Um, we, we did actually put on a little festival with John Stalkers last weekend um it's all about well-being I was guiding at the arrival ceremony and then we had we had a Wim Hof um breathwork facilitator coming he's um he's called Gus Breath and Ice I think on Instagram he's certain certified Wim Hof breath instructor and he did 90 minutes of breathing with us and oh my god <laughs> like I've done obviously done that by myself, you know, at home with the videos and stuff like that guided. But having him there, it was I literally cried for 90 minutes because I was so literally flooded with love and gratitude. I was lying on the floor, breathing, sobbing for like 90 minutes just because I felt so amazing. Um, and obviously other people, if you're in a different mood, there can be other stuff coming up, which is really important I think and it's really amazing that we actually because it's all sitting there right it's all we we carry it with us it's all there and then the breath work just allows us to really let it out and connect with it and become aware oh that's going on inside of me or oh, I, I wasn't aware of that and it's all that it's all these things that we just suppress all the time that eventually will make us sick like my eczema at some point and um yeah to do that in a guided way and have someone there and actually really facilitate that connection with yourself it's just yeah it was amazing I was literally I, I went up to, up to him afterwards I was like I literally just cried for 90 minutes he's like you okay I was like yeah I felt so much love and gratitude he was like oh that's okay then <laughs> but like yeah I was like this is this is just amazing and yeah 
he was he was brilliant and um yeah we yeah we just knew it was you know Wim Hof breath facilitator and we were like yeah that's going to be worth it but then that when I was lying there I was like oh my god that was even more worth it than we even thought um yeah yeah it's it's amazing and it's um it is completely different when you do it with a uh, a certified guided facilitator with whatever you're doing just that shift of just like wow there's this is really powerful mm-hmm. and and if anybody's listening that hasn't tried Wim Hof breath work i know he's he's pretty popular right now but yeah. oh my goodness it's for a reason like he he like Wim Hof is so incredible and he did it from tragedy. You know, he started on this adventure from having a very, very tough experience of losing his wife and being stuck raising kids by himself all of a sudden. And that breath work and that, that cold water was his way of, of, of transmuting the pain of really being present and understanding something deeper. And as a result has, I mean, gone on to do some incredible things. Uh, it's absolutely wonderful. And I think it's absolutely beautiful what you're doing and everything that you're designing and creating. Um, what does one of your little, um, is it a, like a festival or workshop that you guys do? Um, uh, like how long yeah. is it and what kind of does it entail? So the Dawn Soccer Festival, they're called Be Well. Um, they are, we've, we've put on three now. This was the third one and um we are so our long 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 term goal with dawn soccer is to have a hub at some point somewhere here accessible for everyone to like really have a community hub and a well-being hub um so we're starting to put little festival festivals on like ticketed events um for that money to go eventually towards that hub and um be well is basically a day of different facilitators where those of different things so I'm doing meditation usually um then we've got breath works of, in some kind of form um yoga sound baths oh like there's so much like all of that little stuff we'd had we had a reflexologist and she was in the back doing like um 20 minutes um appointments for you know people um who were there we had a massage person there massage person who, who was lash um just like really everything that you know it's got to do with well-being and we have some speakers um, from coaches who who then tell us their story how how they got to where they are now um we had a nutritionist who's one of my best friends she was um giving us a speak uh, speech about um seasonal living how that impacts us and you know how we we are kind of disconnected from nature's cycle of life and um how easy actually it is to get back in connection with that um, just by starting to eat seasonable and all of that stuff so it's all about well-being it's all about feel good you know just bringing the community together in a different setting than at the seafront and kind of giving back as well because yeah it's amazing what we're doing at the seafront every day but it's nice to get everyone together in a different setting as well and just really focus on on the well-being part a little bit more that's absolutely amazing. And, uh, and I just, I really love everything you're doing. And the one thing that I just have to say that really comes through as, as I'm talking to you and as I, you know, talked to you before is the passion that you have for life. Um, you know, I think a lot of us, we understand a lot of us way too well of how terrible life can be, of how boring life can be and how like, we feel like we're meant for more that we want to do more. We're not kind of sure what that is, what that looks like. 
But then once someone does, once they make that shift and they actually like step into what they're passionate about, then like their whole being just lights up. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that comes through with you is that you're just so passionate and excited about what you're doing and um, just surrounded by such an amazing group of people that's uplifting you. So, uh, so I think that's absolutely amazing. Before I ask you my last question, let you go for the day. Um, where can people find you if people are over there close to Wales, or maybe want to come to one of your retreats, uh, where would they be able to go and find you at? So I'm on all the, well, I say all the, I'm on Instagram and Facebook, um, get out mindfulness. And um, yeah, I am. I've actually talked to someone else who was in America the other day. And she was traveling a lot. So she was like, oh, that's easy. People just can, people can just fly to London, do city break and then come on your, one of your retreats and then go back to London. I was like, yes, <laughs> because I actually have friends who have an Airbnb very, very close to where we are hiking. So like, it's a really lovely um, way to just spend some quality time for yourself or with your friends, family, whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm on, I'm on Instagram and Facebook and um, I love, answering messages so um yeah just just um find me have a look what I'm about what I'm doing and yeah I love to connect <laughs> love it and that's amazing maybe one of these days I'll I'll see you at one of your retreats and, and say hi for life <laughs> um so my my last question is just a little bit of a, of a left turn here but um it's Something that's inspired by uh, my superhero, Peter Diamandis, which is leaving your dent in the universe, your massive transformative purpose. So my question to you is, is what do you see for humanity? What is like your huge goal, your massive transformative purpose? What is the the dent that you want to leave in the universe and the world? Um, I want people to find their purpose, actually, because I literally I had no idea what I wanted to do like literally what you've just described of you know life is boring and all of that stuff like that was me I was just you know living I was just going to work and then I went home maybe I saw some friends sometime and then I went back to work so um, I really want people to be able to go and think like me now because I did something the other day, a, a, a talk for a lawyer firm for on cold water dips and stuff like that. And I was like, how did I become the person that people are literally asking to tell their story to? I was like, how did, how? <laughs> I didn't understand. I was like, what happened? And then I was like, actually, I just started living on my terms and I just started figuring out what I wanted and went for it. And I want people to do that. That's I what I want. It. I love the idea to, to inspire others and lift up others. And, yeah. um, and that's truly what you're doing through your work. So I think that's, that's yeah. absolutely incredible. Thank you. Um, so thank you so much for coming on today, Lena. It has been such a wonderful conversation and, and getting to know you even more and uh, just hearing your story and your passion comes out. I, I think that a lot of listeners are going to get a lot of value from this. And oh, thank you so much. I'm really, really happy. Yeah, absolutely. Thank so you. Thank you so much. And you have a wonderful rest of your Monday. And you, thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye.